0: Welcome to episode 80 of the Luke Winstall Show. When I was looking through my Instagram feed earlier this week, I stumbled upon an advertisement from this fan-controlled football league. I'm curious, it piqued my interest, so naturally I click on it, and I look through the website. I found out that this is a league that's going to be kicking off in February, and what makes it unique is that, as it says in the name, fans control literally every choice in every aspect of what goes on in this league. I was surprised to find that there were some really big names associated with this league. Marshawn Lynch, Quavo, Austin Eckler, Bob Minery, Renee Montgomery from the WNBA. So I decided to sign up and I became a fan of Marshawn Lynch's team, the Beasts. Eventually, the league will allow you to pick the players, the coaches, everything once you get signed on. I thought that as the host of this show, it would be great to get ahead of the curve. Before the league kicks off, let's bring on a guest, somebody high up in the league, to explain it to us, talk us through everything, and get us all ready to go so we can be a part of fan-controlled football. My next guest is the commissioner and co-founder of the league, former NFL player and XFL athlete, Ray Austin. Thank you for joining me on the show. How are you doing today?
1: Man, I'm good. I'm uh, in Chicago right now, a little cold, but uh, on my way to Atlanta to uh, get this thing rocking and rolling.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, first off, I want to begin with your story and your journey through professional football. Can you walk us through your time playing in the NFL and then also the XFL?
1: I was drafted out of uh, University of Tennessee. I was there when uh, Pate Manning was quarterback. Uh, he was the uh, offensive of team captain. I was the defensive team captain. And we had a, just a monstrous defense at that time. Al Wilson, Raynaud Thompson, Sean Lewis, you name it. So, uh, played with a lot of good players in college. Was drafted to the New York Jets uh, with uh, Bill Parcells and uh, Bill Belichick. So, uh, had a some just some great great coaching as a rookie uh came in with uh, eric mangini was also there uh, al Grode. uh uh it was, it was pretty much a, a, a uh uh the, the new addition of all of the top coaches uh, romeo was there it was a ton of great coaches there so um i played there as a rookie my uh all all, all my whole rookie year my second year uh me and parcels uh didn't get along that much that well uh, but being belichick uh i i uh Kind of uh, had a good uh, relationship with so he taught me a lot of, a lot of football uh, at that time. It was me and James Ferrier as the defensive uh, players coming into the Jets at that time. But things didn't work out there. Uh, I traded over to Chicago, uh, uh, and loved it, and fell in love with Chicago. Just being a Chicago Bear, you, you just feel that trend, you know, that tradition that'll always be there. And uh, you know, unfortunately, didn't play that that long, and it had, it the, had a couple coffee with the with the Green Bay Packers, and um, just and ended up getting hurt there, and ended up. Falling into the XFL, didn't know it even existed, didn't even know that they were going to do it, and uh, ended up getting drafted and found out I was drafted uh, on a Saturday night. And I went back and forth and contemplated, did I, you know, did I want to play it or did I want to go you know, still try to be free agency? And then I thought to myself, like, man, if I'm not playing, how are they going to know I'm still out there? So I said, why not join the XFL? And at that time, I had a blast. You know, the XFL at that time... Uh, you know, was 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 trying to figure figure itself out and what they wanted to do, and they were doing so many different things that you know even the NFL has you know had uh, brought into to their game. You know, so um, I learned a lot from from that experience, and and it's kind of what's kind of gotten me to where we are today with the fan control football.
0: Definitely, and a follow up there before we get into the league, I have to ask Peyton Manning. Everyone who's played with him always seems to have some good stories. Do you have a favorite Peyton Manning story you can tell?
1: Oh, man. I mean, the, the one that I, I I'll always go to is and I tell my players the same thing is you got to be a student of the game. And I pride myself to be, you know, you've always heard that, you know, first one in, last one out, <laughs> you know. And so I, I always, as a team captain I, in my senior year, junior and senior year, uh, I, I would go and watch film right before uh, – before I went to class. So I would be up at there at 7 in the morning watching practice from yesterday, watching my one-on-ones, and, you know, just trying to critique myself. And before I was even there, Peyton Manning was already on the other side watching film. And that, to me, was just like, wow, he was doing it, and he's just a year younger than me. And it was just like, wow, this guy is, you know, he's really, uh, he's really a student of the game. And he really kind of taught me uh, you know my skill and my my game in college because i started watching film with him and saying man well, when we're doing one-on-ones and stuff like that why how do you when did you know the ball and he told I me mean, he just showed me a lot of things about myself that i didn't even know you know and that's, that's just how smart he was because he was just you know he was a student of the game so that's uh that's always that'll always be my story when i talk to big.
0: Now for you in this role with fan-controlled football, you're the co-founder, the commissioner of the league. How did that begin for you?
1: Man, so I've been in Chicago for, you know, 15-odd, 18-odd years. And, you know, after playing football, you know, I I jumped into acting and modeling and, and got, you know, just it just thrown into the entertainment industry and you know having some really great ideas one day I just was like man how awesome would it be if you know fans could actually control a, a football team so I went to a semi-pro football game and I'm sitting in the stands, and it was a friend of mine. And I'm like, you know, yeah, you know, he, he's on the phone. He's semi-pro, so he's on he's on his phone. And I'm like texting him, like, "Yo, man, tell your tell your coach to throw a play-action pass. That that safety sucks, you know. Make him tell him to run a sweep, you know." And I, I was just so frustrated. So after the game. I went down and talked to both of the teams because they wanted me to talk to them as a former player. And I told the coaches, I was like, hey, man, you guys mind staying for a minute and just running some plays for me? And they were like, yeah, sure. So I took both of their their, their cell numbers, and so I text the offensive coach, run a sweep. And then I text the defensive coach, run cover two. And I realized that I was actually able to run these teams from the stands. And I was like, holy crap. So I started to work on a beta test app. Uh, I hired a few, you know, semi pro teams to try to run through it. And, you know, it got nowhere. I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, uh, ran into a former player of mine, Tony Parrish. He played with the Chicago Bears, uh, safety at Washington. Uh, ran into him. We had some drinks. And he was just like, I told him my idea. He was like, you know what? I'm working with a guy named Sohrab Farudi who owns a uh, arena football team. And he was thinking of something very similar that, that what you're talking about. And I got all nervous and scared. I was like, holy crap, really? There's somebody else thinking about this? <laughs> and so we ended up we meeting together. And he had already had two other guys that he had also talked to as well that were in the same uh, – uh, which are two of our co-founders um, that were kind of having those same ideas. Grant Cohen, who had already – Thought of this in a baseball uh, sense of you know having fans run a baseball team, and so we all sat down. We were all in L.A. and it was just like, man, we've got all the tools. We've got a, we've got somebody that's actually ran a football team. We've got somebody that actually understands how to market it. Uh, Patrick Dees is one of our. He's like uh, expert in gaming, and then you have a football guy. And we were like, you know what? Let's instead of trying to do this on our own, why don't we do it together? And That's that's how this whole thing started. And then two years after that, we ended up uh, buying the Salt Lake Screaming Eagles in the indoor football league, which uh, we just said, hey, look, if we're going to do this, let's go ahead and do a proof of concept. And so we bought the Salt Lake Screaming Eagles and we played in the Indoor Football League where they had real players, real coaches, and we were the only team that was actually um, built by the fans. We allowed our fans to pick our location. They picked Salt Lake City, Utah. We allowed them to pick our name. They picked the Salt Lake Screaming Eagles. And that was crazy because we we had all kind of crazy names. And we didn't care because we were like, whatever you guys want, whatever the fans want, the name to be was what the name is going to be. And so they named us Alex screaming Eagles. They picked the colors. They picked the cheerleaders. I had, before Zoom was even big, I had one-on-one interviews with coaches around the world and and find the coach that the fans wanted, the fans were able to see these interviews. They voted on what coach they wanted to coach the team. We then went and did five uh, combines all around the country at D1. Um, Barth- uh, uh, one of my old teammates, Bartholomew, actually owns one with Peyton Manning. They actually own a few of those D1s, and they actually helped me out with that. But we ended up doing live combines around the country and... We let the fans see all the all the footage, and we also got uh, uh, uploads from from players from YouTube and Huddle, and we put our roster together based off of the internet. And so, <laughs> we went in with uh, our own football team, and we were we ended up being six. I think we were six to twelve, and uh, but we lost three games. We lost three games based off a field goal. And that's when we knew we were on to something and we were just like, you know what, Uh, but this wasn't the league for us to do it because the indoor football league was just not made to do what we were trying to do. We were being fast forward. We were trying to be innovative. They wanted football to stay as it was. And we just had another idea. Uh, We just had a different idea of what football was so you know if you think about football itself and how football is usually normally known for it's based off of demographics you've got the Chicago Bears the New York Jets the Tennessee Titans well we were like well how do we do this and 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 be able to, to be able to get uh, people to get be fans of a certain team and so that's when we decided to say hey look how about we go after you know Forward-thinking celebrities that are in the innovation, that are in the gaming, that are that is in the entertainment, uh, and understand and see and understand and see what we're doing. And we also said, well, why do not we also think about the culture? Or, you know, the culture that we're in right now. And so we started to think about certain influencers uh, uh, in different, you know, places on, on YouTube and, and and TikTok and Snapchat or whatever. Or not, but getting people involved, the culture involved. Uh, 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 to get it, uh, so we can have their fanship come and join their teams and help them build their teams that way.
0: I love the idea, and I think the league is going to be a big hit. That's why I'm having you on the show. Now, Ray, can you walk the listeners through how they can get involved and how they can be a part of this new league?
1: Yeah, first you just got to go to our website, f- <laughs> fcf.io, and pick a team. And we've got some really awesome teams and awesome team owners, and, and, and that's kind of how you pick your team. You can pick your team based off of, you know, Marshawn Lynch, Richard Sherman, uh, uh, we've got R- R- Renee Montgomery, tr- uh, Trevor May, destroying the, one of our influencers, uh, Greg Mil- Miller, Bob Minery. So, whatever, which one of those teams that you kind of want to uh, uh, kind of gravitate to is where, where you start then. Once you start, uh, you pick your team, you, get, you then start to pick up both. You start to both on certain things so right now we're voting on whether you know this is a a, a rule but we're allowing the fans to actually help us with our rules so uh one of the votes right now is one foot or two foot in which is a catch and so we're going to allow the fans to uh make that decision if we're going to uh use one foot or two feet to uh to uh nullify a catch or not so you've got so once you make a few different votes, um, then you can start watching uh, some of our, we'll, we'll, our, our our players right now are in training camp, so we're going to start putting out a lot of that footage. And then you can start understanding not only the footage uh, or the players, but also the rules. We're going to also um, upload the rules so the fans can actually see all the things that we're going to be doing different. So one of the key things that we're going to be doing different that I think is, is a kick. And I say a kick, and it's ironic I say that because we're taking out the kicking game Wow! all completely so this is going to be running like a live video game so most video games are an hour long that's how we're going to play this this is not a 3 hour game where you're going to be sitting in front of a TV for 3 hours trying to figure it all out this is like an actual video game so we want it to be fast so we we'll uh, it'll be a running clock for 1 hour and, and instead, of the, instead of extra points we took the kicking game out instead of extra points we're going to have the wide receiver and DB go 1 on 1
0: that's a great idea how'd that come about? <laughs>
1: That's you know what man when I was at Tennessee and, and uh, it was one of those things that was in so, and, and everywhere all the all the uh, NFL teams I've been been to when you do when when you, you go through practice all day, and then there's this one session, and it's called one-on-ones. And this session is probably the most competitive uh, session in, in the entire uh, practice, is because it's just that one player, the quarterback, and the wide receiver, and everyone loves to see that. So when I was in college, you know, when they when that session came up you got to think you're going up against Peyton Manning and most likely if you're at Tennessee, you're going up against an All-American wide receiver. So you won't get any more eyeballs on you. At that time, you would have the coaches watching you. You had fans that paid to come and see practice. you got scouts from NFL teams sitting there watching you man-to-man. So we want to take advantage of that and say, instead of putting, you know, we like I said, if I rewind what I was telling you about the solid screaming Eagles, is that we lost three games. Because we couldn't find a kicker. We said, well, we take the, the, least, the, the player that plays the least amount of plays, we take him off the field, and we put three of the best athletes on the field to make that last point. So we think that just, that's just something that we just said, you know what, that's going to be what make Those are one of the things that we're going to do that's going to make us different.
0: For sure. Now, in terms of the talent level, I've heard Johnny Manziel involved, but what are we looking at talent-wise?
1: Oh man we uh, that's the one thing I'm so like intrigued and just so happy about because at first you know we were very concerned like man we're we going to get talent but but people realize people forget man there's only so many people in the NFL and these college these D one schools make up so many good athletes there's only so many roster spots on it in on an NFL team we're turning away people now because we only needed a uh, hundred and ten players to to uh, for the entire league but we've gotten guys from the CFL we've gotten guys from the XFL. We've gotten guys that spent uh, training camp and rookie camp in NFL teams. I literally just talked to somebody yesterday that was a backup. I actually talked to Marshawn Lynch yesterday, and he connected me to a backup Rawls R A W L S yes. as a running back for the uh, uh, Seattle Seahawks. I just spoke with them yesterday. That's the type of caliber of, of athlete that we're looking for. Um, you know, we, we got Don, Devontae Lynch, which was a was was, was Marshawn's little brother. Brother, but was a great player in the IFL. We've got guys like Trudante Hill in the XFL that 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 was a, was a solid player, you know. Um, and there, there's tons more that I, I mean that I can just I, I know if I say some of them names, you'll know ex- exactly who those guys are. But we've got top level D one. D2 uh, professional XFL guys and guys that have already been on uh, uh, camps uh, in NFL squads. Everybody's looking to play. There is no other football out there right now. It's very difficult to play. Football has been, sports uh, uh, in, a, in general have just been so impacted by this. And this is the only way that You can make film. I always tell you know players, man. You're not a free agent if you're sitting on the couch. You know you have to make film. You have to show them that you're still able to do the skill that they're looking for you to do.
0: What was the process and the conversation like for you as the commissioner getting Johnny Football to hop into your league?
1: (laughs) Man, you know, i i just got through. I just got from Arizona with Johnny and, and you know, talk to Bob Nenry who was actually who who put us in touch with Johnny and he's the team owner of the zappers. Um, and you know, I, I didn't know what to say. I was, I, I was skeptical at first when I talked to my own, you know, my partners. I was like, I don't know, man. Is he, is he, this is what he wants to do, and is, and you know, when's the last time he's thrown a football? And is, 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 is this, is he taking it serious? And man, when I got a chance to get up there and really talk to Johnny, man, it was really great to hear. And he was just like, man, Ray, I just want to have fun, man. Period. I look. I'm old. I'm not trying to go back to the NFL. I'm not trying to use this like some other guys are, and that's okay. That's I've done it and did that. I just want to have fun. So when we went out, we just start throwing the ball around, man. And I had some DBs and wide receivers come out there. He opened up a little bit, and you could just tell, like the dimes he was just dropping and it was just like you could tell he he just felt good, you know, it was just a smile on his face. And yeah, man, I know everybody's always taking shots at him because of his of his past and, and even a little bit of his presence. But, you know, at some time uh in, in life everybody has that 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 you know that thing or that moment or that page that they turn. So, you know, hopefully he's looking forward to a great experience and shoot, we're hoping that we get a great experience out of him.
0: It seems like every sports fan that's big on social media or pays attention to it knows who Bob Menery is. Can we expect any game calls from him, any play-by-play?
1: Oh, my Lord. We'll, we'll, <laughs> you guys are in for a treat with uh, Bob. So I can say... Yes to all of the above. Wow. So, um, um, Bob, Bob is Bob is tuned in. Bob is Bob is on. Uh, he has been a, a really great uh, advocate and team owner. he's, he's been very uh, uh, verbal and, and uh, you hear him everywhere. And if you don't know his his voice, you're definitely going to get to know it now. So um, I love it, man. He he's gonna. I I already know he's he's already trying to be the bad boy of the of the uh, of the league, but I ain't having it. So. We're gonna we're gonna make sure we keep them in line. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, in terms of the technology, is there anything innovative, whether it be on the financial side, anything in terms of equipment, the way the games played, broadcasting?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the tech, I, I, I I I always say this. I always stay in my lane because we, we we have so many we have so many incredible people and so many intelligent people on this on this staff, and that's putting. I know a lot of the things that they're doing with the app, but we are there are some things that we are coming out with that we want fans. I can just, I can, you can, you know, mark me on this, that we, we want fans to ultimately, ultimately to be engaged and be involved in the team that they, that they are part of. So we do have something really, really incredible coming out. That I'm excited about, um, but we are going to be, you know, we're going to have a lot of, uh, um, uh, uh, cameras uh, uh, around the stadium. And again, I didn't really talk a lot about the set, but like we're, we're, looking for this to be like a video game. You know what I'm saying? So the set that we have is, is it's not like a regular old set, like a, high like a, like a college or NFL football. We're talking about we want it to be more futuristic. We want it to look like a video game. We're going to have drones, you know, in, in the stadium, you know, we don't have fans, so we can use, we can use a lot of that, that, um, lot of that space to do some other cool things so i don't want to i don't want to give up uh some of the ideas but uh when we're on twitch and when you'll see it on twitch and on your phone uh you'll you'll get a a really cool uh innovative experience i'm excited about it man
0: definitely and there's a lot of reason to be excited now to address some of the skeptics that have seen football leagues like the xfl or the aaf come and go What's your response to that in terms of how are you going to sustain success through this league?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you think about that model, you know, look at what the pandemic did to the model of you can't have fans in stands. And so when we first told everybody that we got a football league and we're going to have no fans in stands, everybody laughed at us. It's a, this, has been a, this has been a project that we've been working on for seven years because everybody laughed at us. But then when the pandemic hits and then now fans can't be in stands or in arenas, then what? then they're forced to just look at and, and, and engage in at home. And then that's where we think, you know, having sports in a bubble as long as we are. And, and just to say sports in a bubble, you know, um, taking a, 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 a a straw from the nba and the g league we have an exceptional covid protocol uh we actually hired somebody from one of those leagues that has been amazing uh for us and right now as our players were getting there uh they were uh covid tested and then they now before we even start practice they have to be in quarantine for the the uh the uh, required standard amount of days before they can even practice each player uh, players will be uh, grouped into pods where they'll be practicing and together eating together uh uh, watching film together working out together they'll only be in those pods those eight player pods for uh traveling together for a certain period of time until we all get uh uh, that that process down um and basically the players are going from uh uh the the hotel to the arena, um, and into the weight room, and that's it. And the weight room is actually still in the hotel, so there is very minimal travel. There's there are the players. There, there will be no players going in or out. Um, we are, again, we're taking this completely. I mean, very, very serious. This is the COVID has changed the way sports would always be played, and I think you know that's one reason. That's one thing that we uh, you know us allowing us to play in one place instead of having. Four to ten to twelve different teams in all these different locations, where you're trying to market them and 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 create these, you know, uh, brands based off of the demographics or where they are. And a lot of the, if you notice, a lot of the lower other leagues, the low, the other tier leagues, have to go to. Uh, states and cities where you know they're not they're not bigger cities because they've already got a bigger name there we don't have to worry about that we all play in the same place and uh, we all share the same arena and we can customize that arena each and every time one of those teams play so we we, we cut we, we, we cut a lot of those expenses down because we're all sharing those expenses and we not we don't have this you know this this um, extraordinary budget of, you know, uh, that, that's overflated where you're having to use a lot of that marketing, you know, marketing the actual brand.
0: For you overall as the commissioner, what do you think that the ceiling for this league can be? Where do you think it could go?
1: See, and I'm glad you said that, man. And, I, and, and at first, I didn't really understand what that meant, like, as a commissioner. And what is that? I have no clue. And I, my, own, my, you know, my partner was like, our CEO Sorav Rudy, was like, "Man, I want you to like show show these athletes what's next, you know." And I think for me is I have a huge chip on my shoulder, you know, playing with guys that 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 go for that dream, you know, because you play in the NFL. I only played in the NFL for four years, so you get out of the league, you get out of the NFL, then what? Then you're then you're you're, you're looking for what's the next thing for me. And a lot of times, guys in these uh, in the in these lower levels. They're, they, they're, they're there for four or five years trying to take that NFL dream and then they don't get it and then they've got they're another 28 years old. And they have no work experience and now they're competing with somebody that's been working since they were been 21 years old and so that's not what we want we're you know after I got out of the NFL I, I was able to create my brand in entertainment in acting in modeling and it was my second life and it's actually been better <laughs> and and, 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 and uh, a blessing more than, than the football was and so we want to use this platform um, I tell the players that every player that's come in we I want you to use this platform as a jump off of whatever the next thing that you want to do. I I want to really live for that and you're more than just a football player. You 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 have those other things in you. And so uh, we looked for guys. I, I, I spent more time not on the football side of the players. I spent more time finding out what do you do? Are you an entrepreneur? What what goals do you have? Do you want to be an actor? Do you want to be a, a talent? Do you want to be a producer? Do you want to be a gamer? Well let, well, let us know because then we're going to allow you to – uh, build your 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 brand on top of our platform, and that's the biggest thing. Everybody asks me, what what did you get out of the NFL? And I go, besides besides two bad knees, uh, man, I got I got access. And I got a network and I can meet. That means I can do some things and get some places that some people just ordinarily can. not And that's the platform that we want to create with the fan control football. It's like you come here and you allow, you get to talk to our owners of destroying that's got over 3 million subscribers. You get a chance to talk to Marshawn Lynch about your apparel company. Cause he, you know, he had beast mode or Jay Alexander, the former uh, uh, founder of FUBU, you know, things like that, opening up our network to our players. So they can have those experiences before, you know, before they get out of the league and then, you know, starting from scratch.
0: I'm curious for you as Ray, the football loving individual, what are you looking forward to most about this league and these games that we'll have?
1: You know, (laughs) my biggest thing is I'm, I'm I'm a player at heart, man. So my biggest thing is I just want my players to have fun, man. I just want my players to have fun. And I want my guys, I want I, I can't I can't say all of them, but I want majority of them to come back and say, "Man, thank you for that because I got something out of it." I mean that that to me is a success. Of course, my business, you know, my other partners—they've got our our what we think is successful. You know, of course, we want you know hundreds of thousands of eyeballs all over the country. You know, talking about fan control football. I mean, it, it was possible when we had the Salt Lake Screaming Eagles. We had over a hundred different countries knowing about a football team in Salt Lake City, like. Now I want this to be global. I want people to know about fan control football in Japan, fan control football in China, you know what I'm saying? Like there, maybe there's maybe next season, season two, I'm going to Australia looking for a rugby player that can really play ball. I'm going to China or Japan or Germany looking for an athlete out there that's superior and good enough to play in our league. That's when I know that that what we're doing is making an impact on the you know on the
0: world. And my final question for you, what are some important dates that we need to watch out for? Draft day, beginning of the season, anything in between?
1: Uh, Yeah, I would say the beginning of the season is the first game, February 13th. We'll be having the draft that week, the week before February, or or the week of February 10th. Um, Those are the two ones coming up right now. Um, January 11th, which is yesterday, the players got in. Uh, 15th is the is the first day of training camp Uh, and uh, that's that's pretty much it and March 25th uh, the week of March 25th is the the last game the championship so man it's it's going it's it's coming fast we are here we're going to walk out those uh those state uh those those uh tunnels and uh it's happening February 13th FCF band control football super excited
0: awesome Ray I can't wait to see it thank you and good luck with the league
1: appreciate you, Luke. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Anytime, man. Let me know.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this edition of The Luke Winstall Show. Please be sure to follow on social media at Luke Winstall Show and share it with all your friends. That concludes this episode, but I'll see you back next week with another great guest.